Carmona, and this is Was That Good For You, a podcast all about sex and relationships. We cover everything from kinks to long-distance dating and everything in between. Today's topic is something super fun, emotional unavailability. My guest is Kelly. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kelly. <laughs> um, I work in music, mm-hmm. so that makes me an expert yeah. in emotional unavailability. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Clearly. Yeah, so this will be a good one. Before we get started on the episode, today's word of the day is brat. A brat is a BDSM term applied to a person of a submissive nature who acts up or causes trouble in order to attract attention. Me, basically. I remember the Cute. first time I heard this and I was like, I could never really pinpoint if I was like a bottom or a top. I'm like a bottom in bed, but I'm for sure a top in real life. Like I want to like be mean to you in real life and like everything is on my terms. But right. like in bed, I want you to like punish me for it later. And I was like, I'm a brat. Ooh, I think I might be the opposite of that, to be honest. And I was a little bit worried about your word of the day because I was like, wow, I don't care if my parents listen to this, but like, I'm really worried about my boss listening to this of all people. I tried to keep it a little bit more PG for the word of the day since like our episode is going to be a little bit more like cerebral and serious. So I didn't want it to be some crazy thing. Yeah. my Let's get into our feelings. Exactly. Woo! The episode on long distance dating, although that one was like less sexual too, the word, I don't want to spoil it, even though you guys have already heard it, but I don't want to spoil it for you because it hasn't aired yet, is awful and shocking. Amazing. It's going to be great. I love that. Um, so emotional unavailability. So we talk a lot about the like experience of our partners being emotionally unavailable, but I figure let's start at the root and work our way up. Are we emotionally unavailable? Let's start there. Oh God, I couldn't be the... <laughs> opposite of uh, not like cards on the table here I am emotionally available and ready for you but I think I've worked out a lot of things within myself Mm -hmm. done a lot of self-work lately especially that has made me feel a little bit better about getting into something that's a bit more serious or long term because I am comfortable kind of saying that out loud and not just with anybody but with the right person who makes sense so absolutely I would definitely say I'm not emotionally unavailable not in a lot of ways it's funny because and obviously there's it's different for everyone but women I feel like by nature are fixers and that yeah a good thing about women being fixers is we also want to fix ourselves correct very self-aware very very self-aware like look in the mirror and every girl that I know who's gone through any type of breakup or I guess you could say breakup even if it's just like a fling or a thing or whatever always says well what did I do wrong here I feel like I have heard that like that's the dime a dozen saying what did I do wrong here and a lot of the times you haven't done shit wrong them being emotionally unavailable number one is the biggest fucking excuse in (laughs) the book and two if it's not an excuse They've got some shit really deep down in there that is making them, in quotes, emotionally unavailable, whether that's our favorite thing in the world, the uh, attachment style, Mm -hmm. being very anxious, or if they have a lot of like childhood shit that they really haven't dealt with, whether that's they came from an emotionally avoidant family, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of the times, like emotionally unavailable, okay, yeah, you just got out of a breakup, whatever. It's really all just about timing, I think. I think it's mostly about timing and I think it's about the person. 
I think so too. And I think that you can be self-aware about being emotionally unavailable. And if it, the right person comes along, you can be willing to work on that. 100%. It's like there's that tweet that went super viral. I'm obsessed with it. It's like, hey, um, I just got out of a relationship, so I guess I'm not ready to treat you like a person right now. And it's, oh, I was like, oof, we've been there. We've all been there. Because it's like at the end both. of the day, that's none of that is really an excuse right to treat someone a certain way right even being emotionally like I consider myself so I've always thought I was emotionally available because I'm a serial monogamist my shortest relationship this goes back to like eighth grade is like a year like that's incredible (laughs) always in a long relationship my longest was four years and I'm 26 like half of my life if not more I've been in a relationship so I've always been like well there's no way that I'm emotionally unavailable but then I look back and it's like I look back at what I want or what I think I want in a relationship and also out of relationship. And it's like, I don't like people who are too available. I get scared when they like, quote unquote, like me too much. I like the chase. When things start to get real, I instantly get anxiety. And I have major problems with vulnerability and talking about how I feel. And I so recently, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so recently I've been like, am I emotionally unavailable? Because... I don't know. I feel like I look at the last few guys that I thought that I was like ready to date and it's like I knew I knew that they yeah. were, they weren't. So it's like maybe it was like the subconscious thing. I don't know. I don't think those are really traits of you being emotionally unavailable. It, I think a lot of those things flare up within different people. That's true. So I think that like different people bring out different sides of you. So yeah, if you don't like the chase like what or I'm sorry, you do like the chase and if it's too easy like what what about that is it? Is it because of something in you like it's always going to be a reflection in you why do you why do you like that so much because you like having something unattainable I think so I think part of it is yeah I like the unattainability I also think that I like but where's the fun where's the fun in that like you're supposed to share life and and be in love with somebody if you're constantly chasing I get having having that um I guess the challenge in somebody, yeah. but not the chase. Like I'll prefer the challenge over the chase any day. Somebody who wants to elevate me and yeah. wants to challenge the way that I think or get me out of my comfort zone. I think that is so much more important than in quote unquote the chase. The chase at the end of the day, that's a fucking game. That and we makes sense. all know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the challenge, that's what builds the spark, that's what builds the love. Right. All of that. So I don't know about you, but I would rather take a challenge over a chase. That makes sense. I guess I've never differentiated those. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've kind of seen them as one and the same. Because, for example, with <laughs> by the way, all names across the board are bleeped, whether you want it to or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, So with um, there was a challenge. Yeah. And at first he was, quote, unquote, emotionally unavailable. He had commitment issues, deep-rooted childhood issues. Yeah. Um, And although it was... It wasn't easy to get him, and he always really challenged me, and it was never this thing where he liked me more than I liked him. But I definitely had to work, and I definitely had to teach myself patience and kind of, like, talk through things more. So I guess – and I always go back to, like, oh, I do like the chase because with there was the chase, and then I got him, and it was great. But maybe it wasn't a chase. It was a challenge. Yep. It was – because he was always there. Yeah. Like, he was annoying sometimes, and he wouldn't talk about his feelings, and he, like, wouldn't – I don't know – be as PDA as I'd like as quick as I like we weren't necessarily on the same pace but I always knew the feelings were there I always knew he liked me there was never a doubt about that right so I guess that's the difference versus guys that are emotionally unavailable they kind of leave you just always in this state of anxiety yeah like in this state of 
I'm never, I don't consider myself a super insecure person in relationships, but, but there have been certain anxious. ones where I become super insecure Yeah, because they're not giving me what you need, what I need. Yeah, absolutely. They're not giving me any sense with, for example, he overthought everything <laughs> like on purpose. He, he had admitted it to me that he was so emotionally unavailable that he would want to do certain things like FaceTime me or hold my hand or something and wouldn't because he knew he didn't want to be in a relationship and he didn't want to like excite me and and make me think lead that, you on yeah and lead me on which is actually pretty self-aware and it is in to give him a little bit of credit yeah. in that unfortunately <laughs> um because I know how shitty that situation was right truthfully <laughs> But, I mean, I get it. You know, with the first person who ever told me they were emotionally unavailable was Okay. And he essentially did lead me on. Yeah. He, for months and months and months, would tell me, oh, this is what I really want. But, uh, like, I, I still have, you know, there's still, like, lingering feelings for my ex. Oof. And then there was, but I want to, like, move forward with you. And I've talked about you with my friends. And they say, like, go for it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so in my head, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, oh, right, this is going in the right direction. And, you know, me being the savior, the fixer right. that I am, which yes. I'm working on not being anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. Wait it out and be patient. And, like, you know what? This guy's going to fall for you. But here's the the best piece of advice that I got from a coworker of mine at the time, because we worked together yeah. too, which might give it away. But <laughs> um, so we worked together. But she said, Kelly, there's there's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as like the the oh I'm not ready because anybody can say that. You have to end it with with you. So I'm not ready for a relationship with you. Yeah, I'm not ready for marriage with you right because this person will break down that wall and they will become available for the person who it makes sense with and you could be the greatest hottest best job you've got a great body you're amazing you're funny you have a great sex life and it still could just like they've got to meet you at the bridge right they've got to meet you on the bridge and if they don't it's never going to work you've got to be on the same page and I think you know that's for me, that's always really stuck with me is like, okay, if they're going to tell you one thing, it's it's not, oh, I, I'm I'm emotionally unavailable right now. No, they're just not available for you. Right. And that's, that's funny because so. that was a point I was going to bring up was like, people say that. It's like, is anyone really emotionally unavailable or is it just that they haven't found the right person? Because if you think about it, everybody is, I'm, I was emotionally unavailable to Right. Because. Because it wasn't right. Because it wasn't right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the right person w- couldn't have come along a week later and Which, we would be boyfriend and girlfriend right now. Exactly. And that's always, you know, that's always the challenge because people who tell you, like, who said, oh, I'm not in that place yet, they find a girlfriend. Or like, who exactly. said, you know, they just get out of these relationships and you're like, you're like, oh, well, you know, you've heard the stories of someone who gets out of a relationship and they meet the love of their life and whatever. You think you're going to be that person. Yeah. When in actuality, like, you, you do have to kind of give them the time to grieve. You yeah. can't project how you would act in a relationship or how you would feel onto the other person in their grieving process of yeah. 
going through the stages and the steps and like I said you could be the perfect person and it could be the wrong time yeah and I, here's another thing I don't know if I believe in like the like timing is a bitch <laughs> I've always said timing is apathetic because it doesn't fucking care where you are you could be in the best place in your life yeah and you could you know this kind of goes with the situ- like my uh, situation yeah. where it's it's fantastic and wonderful and timing hits and something bad happens and you just have to roll with the punches yeah. and go with it. And that's something that's teaching me a lot of patience and a lot of like, whoa, okay, this is life and we're just going to ride the wave and yeah. we're going to get through it. And it doesn't me- make him emotionally unavailable. It's just like timing hit him at the wrong time right and then it hit me too and it's just like there's some bumps in the road or they're emotionally available at a certain time right when you're not when you are or vice versa yeah I I feel like and it's not that the attraction isn't there or that or the 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 love or the caring or whatever it's just that it's the timing of it yeah things sometimes just don't sync up yeah but that's okay and timing can always work itself back out so I feel like people always have this really negative connotation with like timing quote-unquote because they think that like whenever you say like oh it's the timing of it you immediately think negative right like oh of course but there there's a positive with that like the time works out later on either with them or with somebody else right just like learning not to this is something I'm trying to learn learning not to take it personal Mm -hmm. that it happens and like breathing like letting it giving it space and letting oh, yeah. it go until the timing sinks back up again yeah because I mean hindsight's twenty twenty. you look back and you're like oh that for sure happened for a reason 100 like, in, in the moment sometimes I'm like this is the worst thing ever oh yeah I'm not gonna recover from this like it's oh, terrible dude. and then six months later you're with someone else or whatever and you're like thank god that didn't work out or you 100%. see them do something or act a certain way or you know you're upset that they we just talked about it wasn't you they found somebody else that it was right with <sighs> and then you look back and still you're like, stabs you in the heart for that it has stabs you're you in like, the heart but god. also sometimes you know you see the way that they act with that person you're like oh I was it was never gonna work out between us yeah like it was never yeah. or like for example with it's like you re, you you see the person that they're with and if i pull myself out of it emotionally i can look and if they're happy and great together that's awesome i wasn't his type you know what i mean maybe it wasn't his type you weren't you weren't the right time right or that i wasn't the right time either yeah. way whatever it is right girl wrong time it wasn't it wasn't me it wasn't you and i think a lot of times people meet other people who are emotionally unavailable and it's hard for them to not be like oh what did I do wrong I I have that problem a lot 100% I I instantly the second I see them with somebody else I'm comparing yep I'm like oh he wanted somebody with who he wanted somebody tall or he yeah. wanted somebody but comparison is the death of happiness right because it almost is never ever ever oh, it's the never reason. like, like that. if they're interested in you at one point it's not like they woke up one day and they're like actually she's ugly like that's not you know what never. that height thing is really getting to me today <laughs> exactly. i'm gonna go with this tall amazon exactly. bitch like over here ne- that's never the case but i have such a hard time with men who are emotionally unavailable and try and my brain my lovely brain is yeah. like turned in a way of something that I've done wrong or I'll like look back at our text and I'll be like oh maybe it's because I said that you oh. know what I mean or <laughs> yeah you and I the ghostwriter of every yeah. text I'm like is this good yeah I'm like nah change it up <laughs> I over but I overthink everything yeah and I and I always circle it back to myself and that's a problem I have is like I have to Gabby was just telling me this a few nights ago she was like 
you have to realize that it is, you have to pull yourself out of it emotionally and try as hard as you can to look at it from a bird's eye view. Oh, Gabby gave us the same advice oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, probably because we're the same person. Yeah, 100%. But it's like you have to be able to look at it and be like, this isn't about me. Right. It's almost, it's that almost is, never about you. Oh, it, it, and that's exactly what I'm going through with, you know. Yeah. My sitch. Exactly. Oh, I can say names, but you can also say names, it, feels, but yeah. it still feels weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that we kind of like blame, blame ourselves for it. I mean, do you think that there's different levels of emotional unavailability though? Because you know how we were talking about like, you can't really wait around for somebody. You can't fix them. You, like, they're not going to magically wake up one day and be like, I am emotionally available yeah. for you. I'm ready. Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. But in rare cases, that could happen where they wake up and they go, oh, my fucking God, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm about to lose this person. Mm-hmm. I got to not, like, lock it down, like, put a ring on it. Like, yeah, I got to I gotta make sure I don't lose them, which yeah. I've heard in a few cases with friends who are even now like married and everything where that that has happened yeah do you think that there's certain things like certain levels of emotional unavailable unavailability whether it's like shifting the blame or just like them maturing or them going through a life experience that absolutely I actually think look now that I'm like really diving in deep I can safely say that that's pretty much what happened with and I yeah I look back on our first <laughs> I look back on our first date, which was now over a year ago, maybe a little less, but it was it was a long time ago. Yeah. And we him it's funny because him and I were on the same page and we haven't actually openly talked about this. It was a terrible first date. Oh. It was like an awful Why? first date. What we happened? had this incredible chemistry. We met in like a party setting and we had this incredible chemistry and it was amazing and there was this moment where I was like oh my god I I can't believe and him too like we were saying it out loud it was like I can't believe how similar we are this is incredible blah 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 we had this amazing night I was very fresh off of which was a four-year relationship yeah he was very fresh off of his ex which I didn't even know at the time we both kind of just had this connection but we're also dealing with these things that were that made us very emotionally unavailable but we had this intense connection, so we were going for it, obviously. And then we went on a proper first date, and it was awful. And it was it was aw- it was awkward. But honestly, I look back, no matter what we did, it Ooh. was going to be bad. We were yeah. both in not the place to be going on dates. But I, I don't know. There was something special there, and yeah. so all of this is in hindsight. I wasn't thinking about this in the moment, but I was I was like, I'm not going to let him leave my life. So then we were just friends for six months. So I was like, we no, we friends. never talked about this date. No, we weren't. We're actual friends. We never talked about this date being bad. We never went on another date. We never tried again. We just decided to stay in each other's life and we would like text once a month. Yeah. And whatever. And then one day we were like, I think after six months, we were ready to start taking it a little bit further. So we're like, okay, let's start hooking up. So then we started hooking up casually. That's always a great idea. Still weren't emotionally available enough to fully date. Uh huh. And it was like, it's this been this like year long culmination, even though we haven't like, had this very, I guess, normal trage- trajectory of a relationship. But really, what is normal in any relationship? Yeah, that makes sense. Let's take a quick break and then we'll jump back into it. And it's interesting you say, but what makes it normal? Because I wanted to get into that a little bit. Is there, I feel like, especially our generation, because we have 
we have technology at our fingertips. We have everything at our fingertips. We have instant gratification with almost everything in our life. Ugh, yeah, it's horrible. So we're pretty emotionally fucked as a generation. Um, do you think we're fucked emotionally, or do you think that our communis- communication skills... Oh, of course, <laughs> as I'm saying, communication <laughs> skills just goes down the fucking drain. Do you think that our communication skills are just absolutely haywire because of the means that we now communicate and where we get these little dopamine shots all over our brain. I think it's a mix of all of it, and I think it makes us a little bit emotionally fucked. I think our communication is messed up. I think that we're used to instant gratification. I think that we are comparing ourselves because we see all this stuff on social. I think a culmination of all of these things are fucking us up emotionally. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because I feel like it's such a balance of, like, social media screaming like self-love and like self-care at you every day and like doing face masks and whatever (laughs) yet like you're so depressed scrolling through this little screen box so depressed all day looking at these people and constantly looking for validation i was just talking about this like looking at who's looking at your story and oh god i hope they they looked and oh they haven't texted me back but they looked at my story so exactly wow they're fucking ignoring me I was just you talking know. about this on my on in my episode about um, online dating. Yeah. About how before on, before the internet, when you went to, wanted to go date, you had to like go to a bar or whatever. Yeah. And you might get rejected, and you might get accepted by someone, and you guys would go on a date. But it was on very small scales. Now, we're getting tiny rejections, a hundred times a day. Somebody doesn't swipe back on you on a dating app immediately that's a tiny rejection the guy you like doesn't like your instagram picture that's a tiny rejection the person you're texting oh for sure we're getting rejected they they like your friend's photos and not yours and you're like exactly we're getting rejected on very minuscule scales we're getting rejected at a rate that is like i don't think healthy for us like we're getting these tiny tiny hundreds of rejections a day we're also getting hundreds of validations right we're getting all of it we're getting all of it all of it all the time right and i think that it really does mess us up something you brought up in gabby's episode about the social media stuff was that we are overloaded with information yeah and like i don't need to know what so-and-so's doing at this time or whatever and I don't know if that's like an ignorance is bliss kind of thing, but like I don't need to know that either. Like, you know, I go, I'll take periodic breaks off of Instagram because I will check in with myself and be like, is this making me feel better? No. Okay, I'm going to cut it out of my life. And I think that's just something that I've had to focus on, you know, just with that, with my relationships, with friendships, with whatever. I, I check in with myself periodically and say, is this making me happier or is this making me more sad? Yeah. And if it's leaning towards more sad, then I have to check in and say, okay, what is the root cause of this and why is this happening? Right. There is no black and white. It's not he said, she said this, and this is why I feel this way. It's there could be like a multitude of things or you've let things build up in your head or you don't communicate, kind of going back to the communication thing, you don't communicate how you're feeling with that person. Yeah. So it starts to build up and you start to almost resent them and that's where yes, even absolutely. social media comes in too because you see them like, oh, they're having a, oh, they're at this dinner and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like you start to resent stupid things that you probably shouldn't have known about in the first place. Right. And Oh, that's so detrimental it to is. us. It is. Really and our communication. It really messes us up. And I think that that's why we're all a little bit emotionally messed up. Because it's like, and I, I've, I've talked about this before. For those of you that don't know, I know that you know, because we've talked about this all the time, love languages, right? Everybody has we love, love, love languages. languages. 
and you have a love language of giving and a love language of receiving. My giving is gifts. I don't necessarily like receiving them. In fact, Same. I get a little bit anxious and I worry about how much they spent and I don't, I don't necessarily know how to react. If I'm, am, I, am I excited enough? Am I overly excited? Do I look like I'm faking it? It's just it's too <laughs> – yeah. There's a lot going on. But I love on. giving gifts. Yeah. You are a great gift, gift giver. I so. am. And I, I pride myself on that. Yeah. My receiving, though, is for sure I think probably touch – Mm-hmm. physical touch is a big thing for me it's really in the smallest way it could just be like a hand on my back or something and that that even goes with friends like giving you a hug when you're feeling right. upset you know exactly but it's interesting because I feel like because our generation is so used to instant gratification and getting everything the exact way that we want it it's like you're scrolling and you see something you like and you can you're instantly going to get more of that. You like it on Instagram, your fucking popular page the next day is going to be full of that. Yeah. You don't like something, you never have to see it again. You mute it, you block it, whatever. Sure. And so with relationships, I feel like maybe it's less of like, oh, this person is emotionally unavailable and more of this person doesn't love me the exact way I want them to love me. Expectations. It's wrong. wrong. But it's not wrong. Right. It's it's these high expectations because we're so used to getting things exactly the way that we want them. So going off of that, because we're so used to getting the exact, like whatever we want, whenever we want, we have that instant gratification. Do you think that we have an unrealistic view of expectations or do you think that, because you and I talk about this all the time, like with your self-worth, do you have, there's a a fine line between expectations and setting boundaries for your self-worth. And I think those get muddled a lot absolutely because there's a lot of things for me that I'm like oh is was that overly expecting somebody to come through or am I just setting a boundary that I need healthy communication in my life I think that's totally a case-by-case basis with the person right because every single person is different and everyone has different needs but also everybody we've talked about this can everybody gives whatever they can give right and what somebody might be able to give me might not be enough for me. That doesn't mean that they're doing it wrong. Maybe it just means we're not compatible. Or maybe it means at the time they're not able to give you enough right, right here and right now. And because we live in such an instant gratification generation that, oh, because it's not right now, this is how it's going to be forever. And we yeah. have that stuck in our heads. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's been times for me at least where – work is insane yeah and I don't see people for a a month yeah and I get it and I've had you know partners I guess that's the best word to use for it who are in have been in the same boat before and so it's hard it's hard when it's on me because I'm like I'm like, oh, you have to respect my space and like I have a busy job and I'm fine but then when they do it I'm like Oh, they don't like, like me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't like me. Or like, oh shit, is this, is this over? I do this. Like, I, I do the same thing. The absolute extreme. Of when like, I decide I don't oh, yeah, want to talk done. to somebody like for the rest of the night, I don't feel bad about it at all. I don't think about it. I'm like, ah, it's one night. He can relax. Like, but if I want to <laughs> talk to someone and they don't respond to me, I am. They're the worst person in the world. Like again, so it goes back to like expectations. Expectations, <laughs> and like maybe it's not necessarily emotionally unavailability, and it's more of just. I think everything, honestly, like you said, goes back to communication. It does. Everything. Just, Even if you are emotionally unavailable, it's like, as long as you're communicating where you're that. fucking at. Because like, I've dated make sure guys, you're on the same page. Exactly. Because I've dated guys who are emotionally unavailable and are very 
communicative and are like, look, I, I can't do this because I'm here. That's but how you know what? Was. Let's do this. Right. And that's amazing. I, I can handle that. Yeah, it was, everybody has their shit. Yeah, but no, that's good to a degree, though, because I will say with like, he was so communicative. But like I said, he would say like, oh, this is where I'm at. But... And he would tell me everything he was thinking to where it would put these ideas in my head right. of like, well, but then he couldn't actually come at. through on them. Exactly, so you were still and left he wouldn't follow through. Right. So he would say like, but, but I I see this going further down the line. So I'd be like, okay, I just have to wait a little bit longer. Whereas like, yes, be straight up with me, but maybe don't put false ideations in my For head sure. of what could be. There's a Sex in the City episode, and there's like, <laughs> there, you know how all the guys are like. They have, like, their things. There's the wee guy. And, like, on the first date, I think it's maybe with Miranda, there's, like, a first date, and he's very wee. We should go to Bali. We should – oh, in, in, in two months, there's a concert. We both love that band. We should go to that. And those instantly put these things in your head of, like, oh, he still wants to see me in two months. Mm-hmm. There's these wee guys, and they don't realize that as they women – plans. We're, yeah, making plans is a very, very big deal. And yeah. they're just saying it. They don't oh, actually – guys hate about it. making plans. Can we just go on that? That's a part – okay, I will say that's a part of emotional inavailability is fucking co- – I say fuck too much. I'm sorry. Oh. Is commitment – Guys don't like to commit to shit. No. It does not matter. They're they're the worst at planning. Meanwhile, emotionally unavailable guys don't like to commit because I've had guys, for example, who was very emotionally available to me. <laughs> we would make dinner plans a week in advance, and he'd call and make a reservation that night in front of me. That's really sweet. I know he was lovely. I wish I liked him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm really bummed about that. Honestly, for you, me too. Honestly, God, but it's like, dude, that, go for go for the nice guy, man. I know. I really need to. And not like the like the Reddit nice guy, like like oh I'm a nice guy and she fucking sucks because she won't date me. Like no, go for like the genuine good-hearted dudes yeah. that like actually give a shit about you. Because that was a big thing. I couldn't believe it. Like he had made a reservation. Yeah, that's so for a week in advance. What? That's so sweet for dinner. That's for, so mature. Versus and- guys who I know who wouldn't even night of it'd be like 9 p.m and i'd and be texting like, you and i'd be like do you think that we're actually gonna hang out tonight <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna give him till 10 30 to text me what the f- why are we you, doing this you, to ourselves yeah you and me both girl <laughs> this is my yeah, we're both my... big on that i'm gonna give him till 10 30 to text me and make plans <laughs> we shouldn't that should be an instant no-no if a guy is in a perfect world i mean maybe this is like an la thing and it's too much to expect but the fact that we even let guys we even give them until 10.30 p.m. night of to make solid plans. In some place in middle America, some girl out there doesn't do that with a guy who hasn't make, made plans 48 hours in advance. Right. Or, like, sends a car to get them or whatever. Right. Or and flowers we're like, after. They send flowers after dinner. I, I, can't, I can't relate. Yeah. Truly, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, a friend, of mine, a friend of mine brought this up this weekend. She goes, you know what's wrong with us is that we have such low expectations (laughs) that like a guy being nice to us for a month is like this is the best guy I've ever dated this has got to be the one and whereas I'm like oh my god he beat the record of guy number whatever who was like nice to me for two weeks and then was like oh why do you get so fucking deep all the time I'm just gonna you gave it away with the accent sure did um but how bad is that that that's the expectation that oh my god they were nice to me for a month yeah wow this guy is top notch when like in actuality 
damn, dude, they should probably be nice to us for a lot longer than right. that if we want to, like, actually let the guard down and commit. But right. because we're like, oh, my God, four weeks of someone being a decently respectful human being? He must be an angel. Wow. And then we look back and we're like, I know you have a problem with this, but he's a really nice guy. But what's our and I and I, I always I always like come yeah, back to this with like out, compared to who Ted Bundy like he yeah he's a nice guy he's not murdering people like he's not punching children okay but that's such an extreme <laughs> analogy oh yeah he's not a serial killer I'm like yeah dog he's fucking standards? nice how low are our standards oh, I just said though dog really <laughs> yeah you God. did yeah you did but it's like that. And and this goes back to my point, and maybe, again, maybe this is an exaggeration, but it's like, I, I think about this at night. I'm like, do I like these guys that we're talking about right now and making fun of? Because actually, I'm emotionally unavailable. No. Okay. I don't believe that. Okay. I think it has to do with a reflection of our self-worth. Okay. But we're, but we're working on that. We and are. look, I will say, for anybody who thinks that, like, oh... Look, we talked about this earlier. Like, oh, do you have to fully love yourself to, like, have someone fall in love with you? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. I think yes because at the end of the day, like, you have to be good with you because whoever's going to come in isn't going to fill that void for you. Right, absolutely. They're just going to elevate who you are as a person. So you've got to be good at the core foundation with who you are. No in the sense that, like, yeah, you're not going to be fully 100% in love with every single part of you at certain times you're always going to be changing you're always going to be growing and working on yourself and I fucking hope you're always working on yourself because if not you're you're going to get stagnant comfortable and settle and you don't you don't want to do that for yourself let alone for another person right I would hope that the person who comes into your life when you are at a good place emotionally foundationally comes elevates you and you grow together yeah and you get through the tough shit together right and that's that is what a real relationship is is you have conversations where they don't shy away from you getting emotional or you saying hey this didn't make me feel good and you know I want to work on fixing this right if they're like fuck this it's like you're you're needy you're crazy you're whatever yikes bail but If they're willing to hear you out and they're willing to go there with you, you know, I think that's a great thing. I think that's, and yeah, that goes back to like you, everybody has emotional issues. Everybody in some capacity is a little bit emotionally unavailable in certain aspects of their life. It's just about if you're willing to work on it. Like at our age, I can't expect you to be exactly where you want to be, but we can grow together. 100%. We can work on it together. Look, and at the same time, at our age, we are getting to an age, and I'm not saying like, oh, society, whatever. We are getting to an age where more serious relationships are coming into our lives. We're thinking about what that next step is. Having a life partner. Yeah, our life partners, uh, growing together, having a family, getting married, et cetera, et cetera. If that's in your cards, if you want to do that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's obviously it's going to be different for every single person out the gate, but at the end of the day, I just think if you can have somebody who comes in, meets you there, is willing to compromise and, you know, love you through the hard times. This is something me and um, actually talked about. Yeah. We were talking about how, and this is just a friend, we were talking about how on a hike the other day, like, if you're, if you're with somebody who, you know, you're, you're at like, 60 percent because something happened in your life you had a trauma you had um you know 
whether it was like you got fired or a family member died, you need that person who's going to be your partner to step in and be that 140. I think you both have to be at 100. Yeah. That's the thing. You've you've got to be at 100% with yourself and vice versa with yeah. them. So that if the balancing scales go off or, you know, this person's not having a good time, you can step in and, and be that emotional support for them. Yeah. So that's that's my uh so how do you deal how how do you go about a partner or like when you're first starting to date someone who you're starting to sense has some emotional unavailability unavailability issues because for me and you know this very well (laughs) I play it very cool very chill to a fault to the point where I make it seem like I have no expectations and I'm very I'm, I can be bad at talking about my feelings. Yeah. And so I, I kind of play this cool girl. Oh, it's cool that you're emotionally available. I'm chill. I'm cool. We can just have sex. It's fine. And then I think that sets a precedent for them not having to work on those things. Sure. So is this someone that you actually want to date, though? Because at the end of the day, you can be the cool girl and be like, yeah, cool, we can have sex if that's exactly what you're looking for. But No, I do that across the board. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, like, look, if you're looking for a relationship, you... Not, I, I don't think the first date you have to be like, look, buddy, this is what I'm going for. And if you're not going to meet me, then you're out. Like, right. feel it out. Like, let yourself let yourself date a few dates. Mm-hmm. Really feel out the person. If you start to see those red flags and, and they give those to you right off the bat, you know, thank them for their time and, uh-huh. and a great date that you had. But... At the end of the day, you almost just have to say, okay, well, this isn't really what I'm looking for at the current moment, and I wish you the best, but, you know, for me, I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. Right. So, you know, if you have that talk and you're super upfront about it and it's not this, like, you're wrong, because like you said, if, if they can't meet those needs, it doesn't make them wrong. Right. But if you can bring that up in an, a really mature adult manner and they're like, you know what, actually, I can step up for that, they're going to prove it to you. Yeah. Like, their actions are always going to speak louder than their words are. Yeah, absolutely. So if, yeah, if they start to prove it to you or if they start to converse more, they start to get a bit more emotional or they want to talk about those things that, you know, are harder for you to talk about, but they bring that out of you, that's great. Yeah. But in other senses, I I just think save yourself the heartache Mm -hmm. if they're not, emotionally available you are never going to change them you are never going to fix them and that's not going to change they have to change themselves the same way that we have to do it with ourselves yeah or again like we were talking about in the first place it could just be the wrong person right and And something something in them with another girl could spark this thing that's like I'm ready to better myself oh my god I'm available now yes yeah like this is this I get it she is that she checks the boxes, and it doesn't mean that you didn't. Mm-hmm. It just means that there was something different with right. this person. And that's it. That's 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 the whole comparison thing. You are not bad. They are just different. Yes. You are not ugly. You are not fat. You are not too short. You are not too this. You are not too emotional. They are just different. Right. They're a different human being right. and person. Because I feel like I've dated guys who have, again, emotional unavailability unavailability issues, but I've never, like with I never once felt crazy. 
I was always able to talk to him about how I felt. Yeah. If he was being like a fuck ass, I'd be like, hey, you're being a fuck ass. I don't like it. Versus the term fuck ass <laughs> is actually one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard. Versus like, versus like, uh, like it's all about how comfortable. Yeah, again, it, it's like you can have these issues, but it's like, are you comfortable growing together and being right. able to talk about those things and being able to communicate? Yeah. And the thing is, you can grow together and then at certain points you can grow apart, like how you and did. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to end. This is a great episode. Yeah. That went way. I'm looking at the clock right now and it's been past 40 minutes. Cute. Feels like we've been talking for 10. I like it. Um, This is actually the first, fun fact, this is the first time, this is make you feel good, that my producer has told me that we have to wrap up. I usually end before he has to say that. Does that just mean that we love talking about our feelings? Oh, like yeah. you can get me going on feelings all goddamn day. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got pumped up for this, this interview. This could be I'm not a two-parter, to be honest. I listened to my "I'm in a Funk" playlist. Amazing. A little bit of metal to calm me down. <laughs> you gotta listen to a little bit of metal before you talk about emotions. Oh, you do. Uh, Gets I hope you in the right place. Exactly. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're listening on any of the podcast apps, please leave it a good rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe for more. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you later. Oh, 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 oh,